Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. by. This is the conference operator. Welcome to the Alexa Resource Corporation Q1 2021 conference call. As a reminder, all participants are in a listen-only mode and the conference is being recorded. After the presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To join the question queue, you may press star then 1 on your telephone keypad. Should you need assistance during the conference call, you may signal an operator by pressing star and 0. I would now like to turn the conference over to Katina Cordero, Director of Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Good morning. Today is Thursday, March 13, 2021, and I welcome you to the Alex for Resource 2021 First Quarter Results Conference Call. This call is being webcast live and can be accessed through the events and webcast section of our website at alexcoresource.com. An audio archive of the call will be available later today. Our website also contains our most recent news releases and our financial statements for the quarter ended March 31, 2021. All amounts mentioned today are in Canadian dollars, unless otherwise indicated. Today, our Chairman and CEO, Clint Nauman, will discuss our most recent results, and he will be joined by our President, Brad Thrall, and our CFO, Mike Clark, during the question and answer period. Please be reminded that some statements made today may constitute forward-looking information within the meaning of applicable securities laws. Past performance discussed today is not indicative of future results, and our business involves several risks that could cause results to differ from projections. Investors are encouraged to review the disclosures pertaining to risks that can be found in our most recent regulatory filings available on our website. I will now leave you with Clint Nauman. Thank you, Katina, and uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Um, our ramp-up of operations at Keno Hill continued during the first quarter, and we made good progress. With the district mill upgrades essentially complete, mining ongoing at Belkino, and underground development pace picking up at Birmingham and Flame & Moth, we continue navigating the intricacies of operating under COVID-19 protocols and the availability of underground crews and supply line delays. These protocols are still slowing us down, but while our objective is to reach design capacity, 400 tons per day, as soon as possible, our absolute priority is the well-being of our workforce in and in our communities. And we're extremely satisfied that we have been successfully keeping everyone safe. Keno Hill is very busy these days. With having restarted shipping concentrates in January, we now have the initial pre-commercial production and sales stats to report, as well as our usual operations, expiration, and financial updates. The following are the highlights of the first three months of 2021. On the production front, we mined about 4,400 tons of ore from Balkino at a head grade of 985 grams per ton silver which exceeds grades predicted by the Brock Block model. This trend continues today, and ore extraction has been extended into the second quarter. 
silver recoveries are on plan and averaged 83%, with 97% of silver reporting to the lead concentrate during the ramp-up phase. We produced 539 tons of lead silver concentrate and 105 tons of zinc silver concentrate. At the district mill, we processed 3,850 tons of ore, averaging about 112 tons per day over the 34 days that the mill was operating. The mill has been operating on a modified schedule to match Belkino ore delivery and mill modifications, which are now essentially complete. We're now focused on fine-tuning to continue to improve the metallurgical performance in the mill. At Birmingham, construction of a 166-meter ventilation and secondary escape rays is now within four meters of surface and breakthrough to surface is scheduled in the next few days. In late April, we added the support of a mining contractor at Birmingham to increase our underground resources and improve on the development advance rates. At Flame and Moth, underground development resumed during the first quarter, and we're anticipating reaching initial ore production in the third quarter of this year. We expect that underground development rates will continue to improve throughout this quarter and until we reach commercial production of 400 tons per day expected in the fourth quarter. Our focus remains on improving underground cycle times and training new underground mining crews in the operation of new equipment, adjusting to ground conditions, while at the same time maintaining industry-leading safety standards. On the exploration front, we started the Birmingham Northeast Deep Surface Exploration Program in March with four drilling rigs utilizing a directional drilling technology. At the end of April, we've drilled about 2,400 meters, providing about five intercepts of the target zone, and preliminary indications are that the drilling is going very well and that this new directional method of drilling, or new for us, directional method of drilling will drastically improve drilling efficiencies at Keno Hill from a timing and cost perspective. Our objective in 2021 is to complete a minimum of 25,000 meters and update the existing Birmingham mineral resource estimate in the fourth quarter. And just to be clear, uh, this entire program uh, will comprise more than 45 or 50 holes into this Birmingham Northeast Deep area. On the financial and corporate fronts for the quarter ended March 31st, we reported total revenues of 3.8 million, comprising 2.7 million from concentrate sales and 1.1 million from reclamation management services. We reported net income of 4.2 million, which is mainly driven by the sale of an NSR royalty on Golden Predators Brewery Creek project for 4.5 million, and again on Wheaton Precious Metals embedded derivative asset in the amount of 3 million plus a small contribution from concentrate sales. We reported a gross loss of 1.1 million and an operating loss of 3.1 million, primarily due to higher mining costs related to the slower mining rates, incurred during ramp up activities as we moved towards reaching nameplate capacity of the mill. We finished the first quarter with cash and cash equivalents of 24.7 million and net working capital of 19.4 million. We also ended the quarter with 3 million in restricted cash and deposits related to our surety bond. Finally, in January, we completed a flow-through equity financing for gross proceeds of $11.7 million, which is funding the 25,000-meter surface drill program and a portion of the underground development. While we've been working on Keno Hills ramp-up, we've also been working on an updated mineral resource, mineral reserve, and PFS. 
which we're currently finalizing and we expect to file later this month. You'll remember that when we prepared the Keno Hills current PFS in 2019, we used significantly different and, and a lower price stack and an important portion of the existing mineral resource has since become highly attractive in this different pricing environment. This combined with the expected mineral resource update of the Birmingham to include the Birmingham Northeast deep mineralization in the, first in the fourth quarter should demonstrate significant upside and value creation at Keno Hill and could change the outlook for the district. Finally, I want to thank again our workforce who continues to work throughout rigorous COVID operating pro protocols and also, uh, and also thank the Yukon government and health officials. Through the support of the Yukon government health officials to date, approximately 70% of our workforce has been vaccinated. While strict health protocols remain in place, the Yukon government recently announced that mandatory isolation will no longer be required for fully vaccinated individuals as of May 25th. We expect that this will allow us to modify some protocols and improve working conditions at site, which should have a positive effect on productivity. It is important to note, however, that COVID-19 and its effect on recruitment remains one of the foremost risks to our business and the possible re-imposition of more restrictive measures would have a significant negative effect on our results. I look forward to keeping you updated on our progress as we get closer to commercial production, and I thank our shareholders for their continued support and confidence in our team. With that, I'd like to ask the operator to open the call for questions. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To join the question queue, you may press star then one on your telephone keypad. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing any keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. We will pause for a moment as callers join the queue. Our first question comes from Jake Sokelski from Alliance Global Partners. Please go ahead. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Clinton, thanks for taking my questions. Hey, Jake. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get a handle on throughput rates for for the second and, and third quarter. I, I guess, are we going to see more of a gradual ramp to the 400 tons per day uh, into the fourth quarter, or any color there would be helpful? Yeah, I'm going to let uh, Brad is, uh, be doing the heavy lifting uh, at site here, so I'm going to let him talk to that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in general, the uh, answer to your question is that the length of time that the mill is operating will be systematically um, extended, um, you know, through these cycles. So, Brad, uh, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, yeah. Hi, Jake. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about, you know, you know, continuing to open up more ore faces, Um you know, quarter by quarter here. So the mill is, uh, you know, been operating on a two-week on, two-week off schedule and has been milling, you know, um, only Belkino ore. 
Again, we um, we anticipate being into Birmingham ore here um, in the second uh, quarter, and that'll start to open up more faces. And then again, as you continue to advance development at Birmingham and Flame, um, and and as these ore faces to continue to to open up, we will continue to gradually increase our our mill uh, throughput. So, you know, just like Clint said, it's a uh, you know, it's not necessarily a linear um, line. You know, expect there'll be some ups and downs, but it'll be a, a gradual process um, into the fourth quarter to to reach those targets. Okay, that's that's helpful. Um, and then just on exploration, I mean, obviously Birmingham Deep is kind of coming to the the forefront right now. Um, do you think the resource update later this year is is going to trigger a mine plan update? And how quickly do you think? Uh, we can see something in the market if if that's the case. Is that a, a first half 2022 type event? Yeah, I mean that would be a that would be a reasonable assumption. Um, you know, I, I can say at the present time that uh, you know after um, you know going through sort of the learning curve with this directional drill technology that. Uh, we are, you know, beginning to knock off those intercepts, uh, you know, more quickly. Um, you know, so we're 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 at this point we're pretty confident that we're going to complete this program, you know, in in August, um, which uh, we have to take into account. You know, delays at the lab. I mean, nominally it's still about six weeks, uh, uh, you know, round trip on your on your assays. Um, and so we would intend to do a new resource, as we've been talking about in the fourth quarter, that we would be hard pressed, uh, you know, to convert um, anything to reserve through hanging a mine plan on that new resource. This is assuming, of course, that the exploration is successful. Hard to hang a mine plan on that, you know, within in 2021. But I'd be hopeful especially with this work that we're currently doing and, and we're about to discuss, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, to publish that we'd be able to do it in, in the first quarter of, of 2022. Okay. Very good. That's, uh, that's all on my end. Thanks guys. Our next question comes from Mike Niehauser from Scarsdale Equity. Please go ahead. Our next question comes from Mike Niehauser from Scarsdale Equity. Please go ahead. Our next question comes from Chen Lin from Lin Asset Management. Please go ahead. Questions. Actually, I was also having questions about the ramp up. Most has been answered. So uh, just like a general question, uh, what do you see your production level for the next year? Uh, supposedly you run up to you know 400 tons uh, by the end of the year successfully. So uh, what kind of uh, can you maybe just tell investor again what kind of cash flow you're expecting for the next year? Um. Let me see. I think the easiest way, Chen, to to handle that is, um, uh, you know, is that we're going to be at the you know 400 ton per day uh, type of rate, um, 
in in the fourth quarter of this year, and that puts us in the ballpark um, of you know four million uh, ounces per year um, at that point, um, and our all-in sustaining costs, um, you know, are going to be you know in the eleven, twelve, thirteen dollar type range. Um, so I mean, you can sort of do the arithmetic from there. Um, you know, we're kind of I'm I'm I'd be loath to to put a number out there in the next year, meaning from you know May to May, because we just don't know what that ramp up uh, you know is not going to be a linear process. So we just don't know what that number is going to be. But by the fourth quarter, we'll be operating you know in that four million ounce per year type range with cash flows that are consistent um, with our previous uh, 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 publications. Um, and you know that the uh, the, the oil and sustaining costs are, are, are going to be uh, you know pretty attractive simply because there'll be a, a, a lot of uh, ore sources online from two from two mines. So I think that's uh, that's the that's the uh, that's the safest answer that I can give. Okay, great. Uh, just uh, you mentioned your drilling is um, going well, so. Uh, just are you still plan to release your drill results, which is the high grade you find underneath your existing uh, infrastructure. Uh, those are in the Q4, or would you, or you have some um, uh, more update on the time frame? Yeah, we'll have to see how it uh, how it goes. Um, the uh, we we certainly won't you know be reducing it, you know putting out results in a whole by whole basis. We could very well, I mean, put them out in batches. Um, and, um, you know, I'd given the, uh, the lab turnaround, um, and the rate at which those, uh, intersections are going to be coming to us, hopefully, um, I wouldn't anticipate doing anything, uh, before, ooh, it would be July, August, I would think it would probably at least July, given the, uh, given the turnaround, the time it takes to drill a hole. So. Um, that would be my that would be my best guess at the at the present time. Okay, great. Thank you. Our next question comes from Mike Niehauser from Scarsdale Equity. Please go ahead. Uh, hi, Clint. Hi, Clint. Thanks for uh, hi, Mike. for taking my call. Uh, when you talk about forty to forty five holes uh, as a goal, are those forty to forty five? Uh, Collared at the surface, or is that with the directional drilling deeper, where you could maybe get several, um, you know, several drill results from a single collared hole? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's exactly what this directional drilling <clears throat> is all about. Excuse me. So <clears throat> you're talking. <clears throat> excuse me. We're talking, you know, more than uh, 45 holes, I think. At the present time, but those would be drilled from pilot holes or mother holes, is what we call them, of which there's only going to be six or seven, and uh, or or maybe a few more. And any anywhere from, you know, four or five, six holes would be drilled from each of those mother holes there, you know, as daughter holes, through the mineralization or the target zones at various elevations. So, you know that. You know, this is a linear sort of a horizontal type of uh, expression of mineralization. It's high grade and relatively thick over a, you know over a distance of 
you know, 500 meters or so. So these fences um, that we're drilling could be as much as uh, 50 or 70 meters apart, but the holes up and down on the vertical plane uh, are only going to be 20, 30 meters apart, which which is consistent with, uh, um, you know, what we have used in the past for measured and indicated resources. So I don't know if that sort of paints a picture for you, but it's a series of fences. The fences are relatively far apart compared to the vertical intercepts that are going to be obtained from each of the mother holes if they're drilled. Um, And we do have four drills up there working on it. So, I mean, we're hitting it pretty hard. Um, You know, we are, as you know, pretty anxious to to understand, you know, if this Birmingham ore deposit is going to be a lot bigger than, than we had originally anticipated, we'd rather know about it sooner than later. So we're really looking at 40 to 40... 40 to 50 actual directional holes deep that are crossing the mineralized, the targeted mineralized zone. So those are really 40 to 50 shots on goal, so to speak. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you're, when you, when you look at the, when you look at the drilling that you've already done over the 500 meters, you know, you've got really great results like every hundred meters with you targeting this, are you looking above, or below, or in between, or or could you say you're going all over, if that makes sense? Yeah, so, so if you take that, I mean, the easiest way to, to view that is if you take each of those intersections, uh, Mike, that we have, uh, you know, that we were posted in, uh, we printed in, uh, in, in 2020, you can, you can sort of imagine that we are drilling up dip and down dip from each of those intersections. We are pretty confident that there's going to be you know, a horizontal or elevation type control on this mineralization. We don't know what that is. Um, so starting out, we're drilling, you know, 50, 60, 70 meters up dip from each of those prior intersections and the same down dip. Um, and then we would move to the next fences. Point I'm trying to make is that there's a bigger distance between the fences than there is in the vertical uh, intersections or v- vertical um, targets. Um, primarily because we know that there's a horizontal continuity to this mineralization. So we're just trying to define, you know, the thickness and tenor of it up and down dip from prior intersections. Well, it sounds like you're fairly confident that you'd be able to infill between these holes. And the real question is, how much higher does it go and how much lower? Am I putting words in your mouth or is that right? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And yeah, the fence, some of the fences, in fact, the initial fences are, you know, between the holes, if you like, you know, they're a hundred meters. Right now there's a hundred meters between, you know, those, those intersections. So yeah, we plunk a fence, you know, halfway starting out um, and drill up dip and down dip. And you're going to see variations. I mean, that's just a, that's just a fact of the matter at Keno Hill, um, you know, but uh, we'll just have to see how this, uh, um, you know how this works out. I, I can tell you that the, the geology, um, you know, is is behaving, um, if I can say that, you know, pretty well. I mean, our, our guys are, are able to nail these targets within a few meters of, of expectation. So, I mean, it, 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 the architecture um, that we have, you know, defined or interpolated from prior work seems to be, you know, holding up pretty well. But well, you know, that's a, that's an excellent that's an excellent um, explanation. The other the other question I had is that as you 
got to the, I think it was the south, closer to where the terminus of the decline that has been designed for the Birmingham mine plan, toward that end of this zone in close proximity is an area that has both higher grades of lead, which is important, and coincidentally or uh, in line with higher grades of silver. Is this the area that you're starting to drill in with this directional uh, drilling? Are you starting at the, the fat yeah. end and moving to the... Yeah. Yeah, um, you know we have, we do have we do have a couple of drills operating at that end of it. But remember, we've got four drills up there, so um, the uh, you know so so we are spread out you know over that entire you know 500 meters plus or minus the present time. But yeah, certainly a couple of the early fences uh, uh, you know are in that uh, in that particular area that's going to be closest to the um, you know closest to the uh, the currently designed decline at at, at Birmingham. Yeah, just it, but I mean, it just appears it, to me it, that it, that would be the most interesting part from grade and proximity and the type of ore that you really would be desiring to have a lot of. Yeah, well, yeah, and and it's and it's kind of, it's closest to you know projected infrastructure, right? So yeah, it makes sense to start there. Um, but you know that being said, we also need to know you know, the overall metrics related to this zone, because I think, as we've said before, you know, it, it could influence our thinking as to how this district develops uh, in, in, in the future. Well, that's interesting. I'll have to figure out what that means exactly, but it's all good. Uh, when you when you said that you had drilled 2,400 meters and that uh, you've been provide been drilled to provide five intercepts, I, what I'm hearing you say is that those intercepts uh, look distinctly different from the wall and the foot wall and the hanging wall, but actually looks like the material that you would be most interested as to carrying grade. So those are it look what I'm hearing is that you're actually seeing and feeling that you're having success hitting what the target is. Well, we're, uh, you know, we're targeting, you know, a certain area, we're reaching that target. Um, you know, I, I, and, and we'd have to wait until, and we're at, and we're sampling rocks. And in fact, I mean, just, a, a, a you know, some a minutia of information is that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be, whole or or whole core sampling um in this campaign so we're using a slightly smaller diameter um drill rod um and uh and and rather than split the core uh we're going to be on a on a on a very controlled protocol basis sampling whole ore um which is going to further improve the efficiency um of the of the program as a whole so I'm not going to, you know, predict what, you know, how this thing or this whole thing is going to, you know, is going to, you know, eventuate. We'll just have to wait and see. But at the present time, you know, things are going pretty well, pretty much as we expected. Yeah, well, that's that's appropriate for you. I just wanted to understand what you were telling us in the release. I just one last question. The way I the way I kind of see this uh, rolling out is that you had all this ore that's been broken in Belkino. And that's providing a, uh, an opportunity to use that ore to put through the mill to commission the mill. 
Um, but I, I uh, and and as that runs out, then you get into the the native uh, flame and moth and Birmingham ore, which is really the main show. So once you get into that ore, that's really when we're going to start seeing a reflection of uh, future, um, you know, continuation of operations. And I, this is just a long-winded way to say that it doesn't look like the uh, the early recoveries of the Birmingham ore were. Um, what you would want to see um, from all, you know, within the PEA or compared to prior operations a number of years ago. And I'm curious if the ore that was broken and in Belkino oxidized and so it doesn't float as well. Uh, do you have an, is that, uh, is that a good question or does that make sense? That, that is a good question. And, and, and Brad, uh, you know, well positioned to answer that. Yeah, Mike. Um, I guess my comment on metallurgy, um, you know, it, 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 it's been a little bit variable, and uh, you know, I, I would say one of the, you know, one of the reasons for that is operating on a two-week on, two-week off schedule in a mill is not is not ideal with with starts and stops. Um, you know, uh, we are operating right now and in, in, in seeing recoveries, you know, well in excess of 90% for silver and, and lead. So. Um, you know, so the recoveries, you know, might might have been uh, down a bit from historical Belkino, but no, we haven't seen any issues of, of oxidation of, of ore. This is all fresh, for the most part, all fresh uh, long hole stopes that have been uh, extracted here. Okay, well, good. Um, really, a, really an exciting time for the company. Probably the best of all time, actually, and. Um, I really hope that you can batch some of those early drill results on the, uh, you know, on the area of the north, uh, northeast deep that's closest to the infrastructure, because uh, uh, I just have a sense that that's going to be remarkable, and I hate to see those like late in the, the third quarter or early fourth if they're available, but that's just my opinion. Thanks for taking my call, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Our next question comes from Mike Kozak from Cantar Fitzgerald. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi, Clinton team. Uh, thanks for hosting the call and uh, and congratulations on on selling concentrates again at Keno Hill. It must feel pretty good, especially when the, the revenue comes in. Um, just one question for me. Uh, given that you're in like call it mid mid ramp up mode here, uh, I'm trying to get a feeling for how much capital you have left to spend um, with with the underground development at Birmingham and Flame and Moth, and maybe some of the mill upgrades that might be left. Um, like I think if I recall the initial capital number for restart the whole restart and ramp up to to 400 tons a day, I think was uh, in the range of 23 million that included working cap. But presumably you've spent a lot of that already. Um, so what's your best estimate as to how much you, you have left to spend to get to 400 ton a day in Q4? Yeah, so that's a, you know that's a it's a it's a straightforward question, Mike. And but you know that it's a it's a sort of a complicated the arithmetic is somewhat complicated because um, you know you are producing revenue, so you do have you know it's cash offsets. You're right. That original number was, you know, 23, 24 million. You know, of that, 18, 19 or so was property, plant, and equipment. The great majority of that money has been spent, except for I think there's probably still a million, something like that. Um, you know, outstanding. So it's all about the working capital, um, and uh, and and the working capital is going to be directly proportional to the rate at which we're advancing underground offset by the revenues 
um, that are coming back from mill from ore that's milled. Um, I know you're looking for a number, um, you know, at the highest level, um, you know, the, the, I guess that the, 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 the capital that, that nominally, um, you know, would be interpreted as going on the balance sheet, um, you know, to get to 400 tons per day, that number is, you know, probably in the $10 million range, eight, 10, something, something like that. If, uh, in fact, we continue, you know, at the at the rates that we currently expect and 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 are achieving. So, I mean, that is a, um, you know, that uh, I, I I mentioned I mentioned that with all the, uh, you know, appropriate qualifiers in terms of, um, you know, in, in in terms of safe safe harbor um, language. Got it. Okay, and that number. That's including uh, your revenues from the pre-commercial concentrate sales. Your your best estimate is what they will be, or it excludes that. Yeah, no, that would be you know that's sort of that's sort of a net number. Okay, got it. Okay, all right, that's it for me. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone for hosting the call. This concludes the question and answer session. I would like to turn the conference back over to Clint Nauman for any closing remarks. Uh, thank you, operator. Our next update will be at our AGM on the June 10th at uh, 1.30 Pacific time. In the context of the COVID-19 pandemic and in order to preserve everyone's well-being, we ask the shareholders to vote in advance of the meeting and to join the proceedings via webcast or conference call. You can find all of the meeting materials, including instructions to join the call in the investors section of our website. Until then, I thank you for your continued support and wish you good health. Thank you. This concludes today's conference call. You may disconnect your lines. Thank you for participating and have a pleasant day. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.